0: Hello. Hello. That was a little surprise entrance there. (laughs) So. So, veganism today. Question that we get a lot on propane from clients, from readers. So, for anyone who hasn't heard of veganism, just to quickly go over the distinction. Veganism is not eating any animal products. So, flesh or the milk or eggs. Vegetarianism. Eggs and milk allowed... No meat. So we all knew that, but the question is... I'm not sure I did, but yeah. <laughs> the question is, is it better for health? Is it better for body composition? And also, is it better as a kind of moral stance? So first of all, we are not... Johnny's just pushing me away. Because
1: <laughs> just, just so I it felt like this before, which is weird.
0: Yeah, we we get this question a lot and we're not making any kind of... Judgment of people who are vegetarian or vegan. I think it's a very noble cause But there are certain things that we need to consider and manage. Otherwise we end up in a little bit of a problem
1: so there are From our perspective anyway, that and, and this is you know, again, just a caveat from what you said saying we coach clients who are by choice vegan or vegetarian and From our experience of working with them and people we know who make these decisions there are pretty much like two reasons or two like buckets of reasons why um, somebody would choose to be a vegan or to choose a vegetarian lifestyle. So one side of that is health, whether that's the improvement of health or the prevention of disease. And the other side is, is ethical. So wanting to reduce the amount of animal based products that are consumed, wanting to reduce the harm to animals as a result. So we're going to discuss it split between those two reasons, what we think of, of both and then also round off with some actual recommendations rather than just bashing the, a concept and not giving anything helpful. So inside of health, if we look at improvement, so one of the reasons why someone would choose veganism, for example, and we'll focus on veganism mainly rather than vegetarianism, they will choose veganism because they think it's a, they're gonna improve their health, so there's gonna be more micronutrition. They maybe think there's a body composition aspect to it. And there is a side to this that is good. So there is a side to this that, you know, if you anytime you make a blanket, all out, very extreme change to anything that you're doing nutritionally, it forces an awareness, it forces a change of a lot of habits. And for someone who's otherwise not done anything nutritionally before, saying, Right, I'm gonna be a vegan now, is probably gonna enforce a lot of habits that they maybe didn't have before that are that are positive.
0: So if that's the only thing that you change. like, I'm going to be a vegan, suddenly you've made a diet that is completely unconscious into something that is conscious and you're paying attention to what you eat. And in most people's cases, that's going to result in a net improvement. What we're saying though, is that doing that alone is not optimal. There are health benefits to veganism. So reduced cardiovascular disease, reduced heart, uh, reduced blood pressure. But along with that comes the risks of nutrient deficiencies. And this is just because we're taking such a sledgehammer approach there's nothing particular about veganism that is naturally more healthy and we have adapted with our teeth and um, our ability to metabolize protein to eat meat and uh, we are are developed to be omnivores now the deficiencies that you come about with veganism is kind of um, in a way being a vegan is a luxury that we have in the western world but we end up developing B12, vitamin D and cholesterol and protein um, as well as odd chain fatty acids and things like that. So when these things would be hit quite easily if you were naturally just eating whatever, you wouldn't have to pay any attention to that. Suddenly when you eliminate swathes of foods that you can't eat anymore, we're going to have to go and consciously supplement with those to make sure that we're not deficient in those things.
1: So I think that's a huge... A huge thing for me that we were discussing this before we came on the live video and I was saying that you know I consider myself as someone who pays a, a a decent amount of attention to my diet to my intake I manage how much of various foods I consume per day I manage my total calorie intake I have no idea how much vitamin b12 I consume but but it's, but it's not from, a concern exactly so just Without eliminating these huge things, it's not something that I need to be consistently thinking like, am I managing that micronutrition aspect of my diet or or am I getting enough protein from sources that are bioavailable rather, rather than having to, I completely have to focus on that on a daily basis and from a actually living that reality side of the equation, like popping out to a cafe with a friend for lunch becomes a very like, well, is there actually going to be something there that I can have? So I think the the improvement side of this, obviously, as Yusuf says, there's a lot of downsides to this uh, that maybe aren't as as publicly discussed. Deficiencies that can develop in the background and become pretty serious if you let them run their course requires a lot of mental RAM to manage. But also just the the consistency and the stress side of it that, that results from actually having to manage this on a daily basis. Every meal becomes something that you need to pay more attention to. Every day, every week, food shops are different Social life's different. Like all these things have massive shifts in what it's actually like, all because you are riding on this benefit or riding on this potential benefit that it's going to improve my health if I just don't eat any animal produce anymore.
0: So, if you're prepared to take on extra problems, extra mental load as a result of that, then that's fine. But if the primary reason, and we will get onto the moral reasons for this, but if the primary reason is health, that you're going vegan, then Our opinion is that you're just taking a sledgehammer to something which doesn't need to be that extreme. If you want to improve your cardiovascular health, we don't need to throw a baby out with bathwater. Getting rid of meat is not the key thing, despite the film What the Health will try and tell you. (laughs) Losing weight, getting leaner and simply being active, all of those will improve your your cardiovascular health way more than the specific diet changes. Also, it is possible to fuck up a vegan diet and still overeat. How many vegans do you know? And if you know like two or three, I bet you know one of them that just eats chips all the time, because <laughs> it's fine. But you end up you can still get fat on a vegan diet, believe me. So, yeah, so it doesn't it's not violate the fix.
1: It doesn't violate any of the like the, the basic assumptions that we use in any diet management protocol, which is that obviously calories matter, micronutrition, macronutrition matter. You're just choosing a different kind of high level approach, which is like, I'm only going to eat these things, but everything else is still, still applies. And I think the, I've completely lost my train of thought.
0: So going for something like, I'm going to have a simple rule to not eat. So like, I'm going to just not eat meat and meat products. And that's going to be my simple diet rule and it allows me not to think about it. That's false because you actually suddenly have to think about a whole lot more things that you didn't have to previously worry about, like your B12 and your cholesterol and all that stuff. Uh, we just got a comment from Matthias saying, hi, vegan watching. Okay, we've got to be really careful <laughs> not to upset you.
1: The, the other thing that I like really resent, so I, I, if you've seen me mention it before, um, Chris, who's sometimes on the podcast, messaged us and he was like, guys, you should watch What the Health, it's it's such a great thing. So I was like, okay, fine, like, I trust Chris, I trust Chris's, Chris's opinion. So I devoted 90 minutes of my life to watch this, this program. And I think the thing that I really resent, that really, like, pisses me off, is when people say, I'm doing something to, because it's really good for my health. Like, how do you know that? Like, you can't just say, oh, it's good for this weird, like, multifaceted thing that I'm that I can't actually measure or define without saying, like, these blood markers changed, or this part of my of my health, my psychology, my physiology changed. So if you are gonna do it for your health, at least measure or, or, or manage something, because otherwise you're making a huge, huge decision to cut out things that are ultimately really nice for the sake of something that you may not even know whether it's working or not. And to be honest, you may get the benefits from veganism. I'm not saying you do, but you may get the benefits from veganism by just increasing your fruit and vegetable intake from your existing diet. So, the other problem there's is that aspect like, as well. Even if
0: you do measure your biomarkers and your blood tests and everything, and then you do a vegan diet and things improve, great, good for you. But there's actually no indication that it was specifically veganism that did so. Some people find that being vegan means you eat more vegetables, vegetables are more satiating, therefore, you eat fewer calories. And that's what improves all of your. Health and all your health markers. It's a bit like uh, it was an analogy that Eric Helms used, which was we, as the kind of online bodybuilding community, have decided that if you want to go into a room, you need to do a rain dance and then spin around the door a few times before you come into the room, otherwise, you won't be able to get in. And no one's ever questioned the fact that maybe that isn't necessary, maybe you can just go straight into the room. So sometimes we, we're doing a lot of extra stuff that. Um, isn't necessary
1: to so achieve that goal. I think, like with anything, we we recommend on the diet side of the equation that that <laughs>
0: just almost fell over there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all the anger and hate <laughs> from years. Um, it's it's just have 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 a clear understanding of, of firstly what are the downsides, what are the benefits. Like, what am I actually? What do I stand to achieve? What do I? What am I risking health wise, social life wise, psychology psychology wise, and then also understand why you're doing it or have a really clear reason why you're doing it so i i would would always say like if someone asks you in a bar like hey why are you a vegan or like hey why are you doing this you can just clearly and concisely say oh well it's it's changing this or like i'm noticing a change in this and i can measure that and i can show you that that's not my opinion that's data that i can enforce that with numbers that change over time because if not then you do actually risk completely completely wasting your time and you don't get time back well, that's quite a
0: good point. You have to be able to defend any of the decisions or lifestyle choices that you I take. I nearly just fell over there. <laughs> Slippery floor. And if you if you can't defend them, that's fine. But you need to be aware that whatever view you're taking, it will be considered a religious faith view and not something that is evidence based. So another common criticism that we do get, or the, sorry, another common yeah like defense of veganism is oh, but I've seen this bodybuilder and he's massive and so you must be able to gain muscle while so this is less health this is more body composition now um and he was able to gain so much muscle and so it's probably fine neglecting to mention that this guy is on like three grams of tren a week (laughs) and that's probably the thing that's able to just blow past any kind of disadvantages of veganism and allow him to hold a lot more muscle
1: and that's i think so anytime someone tells you to do something or you follow someone else because they're doing something, and you do that thing as a result. Like, just consider all of this, all of the aspects of that. So, we know people who have watched the What the Health documentary, think it's a fantastic argument, and have changed their lifestyle as a result. Fine, fine great, fantastic. I I watched the documentary and think it's a pretty one sided argument that's based in in fear based marketing. So basically. glad I
0: didn't end up watching it. Uh, yeah. Ninety minutes saved. I saved I mean, you, sir. See, even Mattias, who is a vegan says what the health is shit yeah it looked like a very scaremongering
1: it is it is and the a lot of the messaging and a lot of the arguments they use a lot of people people they interview are financially motivated not that's a bad thing but i do think it, it adds bias and they don't ever really consider like what are the downsides of veganism and i think that as a result discredits a lot of what 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 it's saying because it's not providing a balanced argument so the same as with the the bodybuilder analogy like just consider all sides of something before jumping in, because it it is a big decision. Like if you're going to stick to stick to this, it's a it's a big cost to your to your this life. This is the
0: Daily Mail thing as well, where people poke on your your triggers and your fears and your paranoias of the Western medical healthcare system and the fact that there's some big secret that's being withheld from you, and the real answer lies in veganism. And and it was from from what you said, they were claiming that meat is the cause of cancer, heart disease. And diabetes, which is fucking not,
1: (laughs) (laughs) not in so many words, but (laughs) they were yeah. I think the guy was arguing that like the 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 natural assumption for diabetes is it's it's based on like obviously body weight is a factor, carbohydrate, insulin. uh, They talk about insulin sensitivity and things like that. But the 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 main I'm going to get criticised because I'm sure I'm misquoting, but I'm sure the main arguments were based around either dairy or meat, like animal products, are the cause or one of the biggest drivers of diabetes and. That makes Yusuf really upset. It
0: makes me very upset. So so basically, none of us would ever die if we just stopped eating <laughs> meat. Um, um, there are a few things that do have some basis. So this the nitrates issue in processed red meat, there is a very small association with cancer, but no food is binary. No food is pure good or pure bad. If it was pure bad, it would be considered a poison and we probably wouldn't eat it. Uh, I know some things that through the cracks, like like tobacco, for example, which doesn't really have any kind of positive benefits that I know of, apart from ulcerative colitis. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so red meat, for example, there are many micronutrients in red meat and, there are, and the the poison is always in the dose of any food. So whether you're if you're pounding the processed sausages every day. And you are also inactive and all the rest of the stuff. Then, yeah, maybe you're at higher risk of heart disease. And you could then say, oh, well, it was because I ate the meat that that did this. But we're missing a few stages there. Do you see where I'm getting at?
1: So that I think it, it. And this comes back really what we'll touch on in a little bit, which is our recommendations. um But you're laughing at the comments. Yeah. So someone's asked Cormac has asked, is deca vegan? Dan Fraser thinks that I'm going to bench. More, I'd bench 160 in comp, which. If you know me personally, you'll know it's an extremely sore topic, so thank you for upsetting me, Dan. If I was vegan, so I'll, I'll definitely have to go vegan now. And then Melissa is shocked that Yusuf swears. Is that a naughty S- word? So am I, Melissa. I, he promised me that he wouldn't. He's always swearing on the internet, and I have to I have to rein him in. So, yeah, so I think variety, um, and while it's a, it's a really kind of, like, it's a cop-out piece of advice, but moderation is actually something that in this instance is a really good thing to, to practice and manage because if you, anytime you go really black and white on something more often than not, if you just went shades of gray, you'd find a much, much more happy, much more sustainable medium. And that will not only afford more mental space. So you're not stressing about it, but also you can benefit from the, the variety of the benefits of these different foods without actually boxing yourself into one of these, these potential, um, what's the phrase? Like if you subscribe to an anal like no, no uh, if you subscribe to like a certain way of being, a certain way of eating, you carry the benefits and the downsides of that, rather than diversifying more by just eating whatever you want in moderation and managing the total calorie intake over time.
0: This is the other thing as well about hedging. So um, the common financial advice is rather than put all of your money into Brent crude oil, <laughs> and you'll be subject to all of the ups and downs. We want to try and spread our risk and split your money over several assets. The same thing goes for food. As I said, nothing is purely good or bad, but things the poisons in the dose and certain things may accumulate if we eat too much of them or if we eat ridiculous amounts of any one food. Veganism limits the scope of foods that we're already able to eat. And so it may be that there are there is some kind of pesticide that has some downstream carcinogenic effect that we're not aware of in, and we won't find out until 10 years time. If you've been nailing a certain type of food, you're, you've been increased your dose of that and you've increased your risk. The thing that Alan Aragon says is the best way to hedge your risk is just to eat the most varied diet that you can, subject to your calorie goals and your macronutrient goals.
1: So something that we use in our coaching programs is Alan Aragon has a, like a pie chart, a way of distributing your sort of how to decide where to allocate your calories within your diet. And the bulk of that is whole foods with minimal processing that you enjoy to eat. And I think the the important caveat there is that you enjoy to eat. So you're not just following a diet that is painful, that requires lots of cost, or it is really inconvenient, or it doesn't taste very nice. And then you allocate the rest of your calories to whole foods that are required for balance that you are kind of okay with, whole, and then processed foods and blatant processed foods that you, that you love and really enjoy, but they still have a place. And so the key there is there's, there's consideration made for the basic stuff, macronutrition, micronutrition, variety, satiety, convenience, affordability. But he's also acknowledging that we're just human beings and everybody's got a capacity to give in and lose willpower and lose discipline and think, you know what, I'd just love a big burger this evening instead of thinking, Well, I told myself I'd be vegan so I don't I'm not gonna do that and riding the stress and the the kind of the social and psychological cost of that.
0: But it's fine, we I'll just load up on the chips instead. <laughs> um, so Whoever
1: you know who just eat chips better not be watching, because I'll oh, be, yeah. be upset. It's
0: actually Matthias. No, it's not. Sorry, Matthias. I didn't <laughs> to you there. So, now that we've laid into veganism, I do have to say, I really admire it. And fundamentally, the, the slogan, meat is murder, is true. Like, meat is murder, and I admit that I'm a terrible person for eating meat, because I can't really justify, on a moral basis, that I'm eating meat just to... Um, improve my body composition a little bit and um, to have a nice meal saying that though I don't know if you've ever seen the comedian Sean Locke but he talks about um, he says when they're pushing recycling in the UK he says you look over to America and they're cleaning up oil spills with baby seals and then here I am like cleaning out my little Marmite jar in my room like got to get all the Marmite out as if like it's gonna make any kind of difference and there is definitely a pissing in the wind phenomenon Where, if you are reducing your, if you're not eating meat and thinking that it's going to change the world, then obviously that's a delusional thought. But if you're doing it to reduce your overall personal impact, your annual consumption of meat, so that you're not contributing to that system, then you know what? Hats off to you and I admire that. But we have to then realize that we're taking on all of the other risks that Johnny mentioned (coughs) of um, risking your diet and having to top up those deficiencies. you've created
1: and I think as as well that you know the well the common like response or retort to that is oh well you know if everybody felt that way then you know we'd never get anywhere and the unfortunate reality is that at the moment you know the reason that you go into at least in the UK and in in most places you, you you go into a supermarket and there are aisles full of meat there are aisles full of animal produce and the reason for that is that there is sufficient demand to fuel those decisions. Like these are huge corporate engines that are driving decisions with lots of, you know, the teams of people deciding. You know, what should we fill our shelves with? Shelf space is is finite. It's scarce. How are we going to maximise the profit? And the demand for meat and animal produce is there, and it, it will be there for a sustained period of time, for a long period of time. And unless there's some huge change to the incentive structure unless there's huge changes in taste and preferences, we're unlikely to see a massive social shift away from meat towards pure plant-based products. But that doesn't mean that you can't do your your piece for that. But I think the message that we're trying to get across is that saying, I want to do my part for reducing the toll that is placed on livestock and animal health and animal well-being by making a dietary decision, by making a decision, it doesn't need to, mean that you need to take to subscribe to this extreme ideology of I'm going veganism. Meat's horrendous, animal products are horrendous. You can you can be somewhere in the sh- in the shades of grey in, in the moderation by just getting more variety in your diet, and saying you know what I'm going to rely less on animal-based products for my protein for my micronutrition. I'll add some more plant-based products in there. So there are there's a there's a place in the middle where everybody's happy, where you don't have to make documentaries about it that that piss off half the internet and you don't have to be really extreme with your opinions there are ways to to meet in the middle with that the ethics side of things as well
0: that's actually our recommendation for you today as well that if you're thinking of going vegan or if you are vegan and this has triggered you or pushed any kind of buttons maybe have a think about whether you can justify things on any of these domains if you can fully then fine if not and you're worried about supplementing or creating deficiencies or any of these other things or you just want to de-risk your diet then we would consider maybe going like part-time vegetarian you can still reduce the average number of animals that die as a result of you over the year speaking of which johnny and i went for 125 chicken wings <laughs> the other week. 62.5 chickens had to die for our meal which is terrible, yeah, terrible. We, we are awful people but, terrible. Um, you can go part-time veggie as long as the best things to try and cover your risk with this stuff. Cholesterol, so eggs and butter. Um, check out the Menno Henselman's article on Bayesian bodybuilding about cholesterol and how it's just maligned and not as not as bad as we often thought. Um, protein, so get some whey protein. Again, a dairy product, but the bioavailability and the amino, amino acid profile is unrivaled compared to vegan sources of protein. And then the rest of it will generally be okay. You don't, you, you can then account for not having to have much meat. Being vegetarian, from a body composition perspective, is much easier and much less of an uphill struggle than being vegan.
1: It's just something, just to close, on getting triggered by this. Like, either getting triggered by the video or by the by this argument. I would really sit and consider that if us giving these arguments has bothered you in some way that is that is on an emotional level, maybe just consider like, what is the reason that you're actually following veganism or vegetarianism? Because if, and what I was saying earlier, like, you should be able to justify, you don't have to justify it to us, but you should be able to justify it to yourself. Like, I'm doing this and I understand why, and I can show you the data, or I can show you how it's affecting me from a numerical, non-emotional, not an, not an opinion-based perspective. And if you have that, then you shouldn't, there's no reason to get triggered because you're doing it for you and you know it's working for you. We try as much as possible to not just like give our opinion and go like, oh fuck you, like that's shit. You know, it's we try and do it from a like a, a middle of the road, like here's what we think the evidence suggests, here's what the rational perspective suggests. And if if you've been offended by that, then you probably aren't doing it for the right reasons. And you are maybe running into some of the risks and downsides of, you know, if you don't micromanage this stuff really, really carefully, there are some risks to it. So you just should consider that. So I think that's kind of my view on being triggered in general. Is this is something that you mentioned the other day. Unpick it and work out why.
0: Exactly. Well, so in Johnny's live stream the other day about sex, this was saying it was more actually about self-honesty, but using sex as the example. For people that go into a fitness pursuit, they want to improve their physique, and they're telling themselves a story about why they're doing it. But really, at the end of it, they just want to nail birds. Now, <laughs> this is this is a, a very similar example that some people wear veganism as if it was a garment, as if it was an accessory, because along with it comes a lot of other um, identification, a lot of other kind of um, cool things that you can say about yourself. And and so it becomes part of your identity. And one of our core desires is to distinguish ourselves and to to create a separate identity for ourselves. Um, So if that is the reason, it may be hard to admit to yourself that this is why you're doing it. And actually, if we look, if you look through the evidence, You know, to be honest, I think most people, if they're in that position, will cherry pick evidence to support what they're doing, because to look inwards and actually be that honest with yourself and say, you know what, I'm wearing this as an identity is a lot harder to do. But it's something that um, if you're offended by this, then particularly you might be the kind of person that wants to look within and see whether that's part of it and if it is that's fine we all identify ourselves in front. you know Johnny wears a, a, a big dream t-shirt <laughs> I, I wear a bit of sort of pajama
1: so and if you offend my t-shirt like I will get really upset so and I'll it. be really triggered by it no but use I think using being offended by anything on the internet is a great way to like oh red flag it's like a great barometer. why is that bothering me like oh it's because I, I, I self-identify with that and if you want if you want to eat only vegan because it makes you feel really great and you can tell people who eat who are eating a burger that they're an idiot and they're a dickhead. then that's fine. Like that's a, that's a reason. And I can get on board with having like a reason that makes you feel good and benefits you. But just, I would just say, be careful if you're following it for emotional reasons rather than for data driven reasons, because you can run into downsides, or you can run into risks, health risks, social risks, wasting your time and, and regret doing it. Like we spent, I don't know, like 10 years following stuff that someone just told us to do like specific carb timing, buying supplements, investing money, following stuff that, that it was is wasted time that we thought was doing what, what we wanted it to do and it oh ultimately God. didn't, and it's really painful to like look back on, and you don't want to be that that guy that girl in ten years looking back going like, I remember when I was vegan because I watched that Netflix documentary like what a stupid thing that was. Well, there's so and many so,
0: examples of that. Like yeah. if you look back at when you were a teenager, how many of the things that you did like which you thought like oh it's not a phase mum I promise like (laughs) actually were and were things that you were just doing um, to fit in or to try and stick out or identify yourself in some way and we look back on it with objectivity because the emotion's gone and we realise actually it was very clear at the time but we didn't want to admit to ourselves and I think as Johnny said using a fence as a barometer for
1: not like a not a a garden fence like a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Such a dad joke. Um,
0: yeah, you, using offence or being offended as a way to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I need to do some work on this and explore what is the root of, of this is always going to produce some really good insights if you have the balls to actually jump in and do it.
1: Because otherwise, if you sat there like eating your salad and, and hummus and thinking like, oh my God, why am I, why am I, what am I doing mm-hmm. this for? So just be really clear on the reasons why. And so um, our... Frankie's
0: just said, I regret doing the keto diet for six months. Don't worry, Frankie, I'm coming for the keto We've diet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've got a keto video coming. So if you've enjoyed our slant on veganism, we're gonna be doing the same thing on keto, and I'm gonna to have to, Guess to ra- the really rein new yeah. stuff in. So the to to end with some some actionable stuff, like some advice, like even either if you are following a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet now, or you're not and you're considering it, what what do we think about it? What are our recommendations? Well firstly, as I think you'll get from what Yusuf was saying from the the specific micronutrient health benefits and risks. We think vegetarianism is a better choice than veganism. But we also think, I think the caveat to that is to be really clear on why you're doing it and how you are planning to convince yourself that it's working or just to, to, if you ever have to convince someone else that it's working. So if it's, I really wanna improve my health, be clear on like, what does health mean to me? how do I define health and how do I change it? Or how do I improve my, you know, my disease prevention? How am I gonna define and measure that? And so, you reading the comments? Yeah. Oh, all right, I see. Um, so be clear on why, and then also remember that if the why is really clear and defined, it may, you may be able to reach that goal without going super extreme, without going vegan or vegetarian, like maybe, the goal that you're trying to achieve could be achieved by just eating more, more, more of a varied diet, or following that pie chart distribution of of considering, you know, what am I deep, what am I deficient in in my diet, and how can I plug that deficiency, rather than I'm going to sign up for a for a cult and do something really extreme.
0: If you want to have a flat rule, fine. Just say, you know, I'm not good. pick a, a food that is that you eat a lot of and contributes to your calorie surplus. For me, it's cereal. Cereal for me is dangerous because you can just pound a box of it and not feel very full. Think of all the cereals that have been harmed. Uh, that have been harmed in, in the making. Yeah, exactly. So to say, oh, I'm just going to cut out cereal, or I'm going to cut out full sugar Coke, something like that, and then you've got a flat rule, doesn't have to, you don't have to think about it. If you want more on that kind of stuff, the minimal tips that will just drift you towards your goal, um, it's not the approach we generally recommend. We think tracking is always a better approach to begin with. But if you're so busy that you just want something quick, check out Dieting for the Lazy Man. It's an article on the website. We will post it in the comments, but you can search it on the new lovely search bar on propanefitness.com as well.
1: Everyone, thank you for watching. This has been really long, 30 minutes, bloody hell. It's going to like a TV episode. Oh
0: God, well done for making it this far. If
1: you're watching this and you're like, you know what, I like these guys. I like their opinion. I think you said it's a bit aggressive, but I really <laughs> like them. I'm really joking. Then there's a link in the comments below to grab a free ebook download there's basically five of our tips strategies of how five loads of how we go about managing like simple stuff how do we integrate that into our lives so how do i manage alcohol how do i track my 80s out how do i go about like balancing healthy healthy with flexible functional etc so we have that's all free and that's available in the link it's called macro formula fatlossmastery.com forward slash macro formula all right Oh, and also, if you like the video, we'd love it if you can give a like, comment, share below. If you know someone who's vegan who gets really offended and you want to start an argument on the <laughs> internet, so do we. Tag them below, and we'll, we'll happily yeah, discuss. Yeah, please things.
0: don't send all hate our way. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll
1: Great. Love it. Thanks, guys. We'll speak soon.